Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. Metro exists to exalt God and equip people. Here at Metro, we long to become a community that celebrates the presence of God, communicates the Word of God, demonstrates the love of God, and educates the people of God. Everything we do revolves around this core mission and vision. We are so glad you are here today to listen to this week's podcast. It is our prayer that this message encourages you and equips you to be like Christ in all aspects of your life. Enjoy today's message. Wow, I'm so blessed today, already through the 10 minutes and 20 minutes with this great worship team and the great senior pastor sharing. Yeah, just like we all proclaimed and shouted together that our glorious Jesus will come soon. So all the earth, all the earth, they will reply, just like we shouted together, holy are you, holy are you, they're going to reply to him. So the, it's, it's not only about the greeting, uh, now is very, very, very decisive moment, decisive timing. We now wrap up, we now finalize entire human history. So we need to start to recognize that kind of timing. So the, he shared about the, some the training perspective before uh, COVID, COVID situation. But the, through this pandemic situation, everything started to be changed. Many people start to focus on what's going on. So through this whole pa- global pandemic situation, what is happening in front of our, our eyes? But unfortunately, most of churches, most of saints and Christians, they, they start to lose their way. They start to lose their direction. Especially, I'm very honored, very very excited to see this kind of very anointing, anointed Sunday service in Metro Church. But comparing with this church, unfortunately, most of church in the world, even inside of America, the outside of America, many churches they stopped the Sunday worship, they stopped their offline meeting, they stopped all, even the worshiping together and fellowship, all kinds of holy the activity and their sacrifice, many things. Globally, it starts to be stopped. So we need to start to recognize what does it mean, that kind of situation. So even though I don't have enough time today, but I try to say about just a framework, framework about this decisive moment of finalizing entire human history. This is very important. As you see me, uh, I, didn't came, I didn't come from Tokyo. <laughs> Even though my facial system seems to be very Tokyo origin person, but <laughs> I'm Korean person, but at the same time, I didn't come from Korea, just like he shared. I came from Arab, especially uh, when, uh, during the serving in the Arab world. Not, not only because I'm a missionary, I can have some sense, more specific sense about this kind of end times than any other people who live in North America. Even my country, Korea, Russia, and China, any other countries, especially when people have served in the Middle East, we can see exact, exact flow of the timing of God toward his end time. So as you hear me, I'm not an English speaker at all. <laughs> this is, uh, English is not my language. I'm very Korean speaker and, and Arabic speaker, but, it is, but I try to the best to, to express what God has shown to me through the last 10 years and 20 years in the Middle East. Yeah, so if I try to explain about this, I need to show, we need to share some, some verses 
as framework to understand everything. Especially, uh, let us see Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24 and 14 and 15. Uh, could you show the first? Yeah, there's verses. Let us read it together. You know, your English ability can be better than me. So let us read it together. 14 and 15 together. Yeah, let's read it. One, two, three. And then 15. Yeah, okay. In the Bible, there, there are a lot of, a lot of verses which indicate about end times. But especially, I like this Matthew chapter 24 because this is one of the best summarized verse we can understand about what is the main factor. I'm not saying about mission. I'm saying about end time. Understanding end time, understanding how entire human history will be finalized. So when we try to understand about that issue, especially we need to concentrate on Matthew chapter 24, 14, pinpoint, with pinpoint stressing, we must focus on Matthew chapter 24, 14. But when we try to understand that verse, only that verse also, we need to understand the context of Matthew chapter 24 itself. So at the beginning of Matthew chapter 24, Disciple of, disciples of Jesus, I think they already thought a lot, of, a lot of things about the end times before, but they couldn't ask about that, that, that kind of a question publicly because of the master Jesus, his agenda or issue seems to be very different from that kind of issue. But at, at the beginning of Matthew chapter 24, suddenly they tried to show up. Show up about the temple of Jerusalem. Oh, my master, let, let us pass by, pass, uh, pass through this temple of Jerusalem. So see this glorious temple of Jerusalem. And then after that, suddenly Jesus started to proclaim the shocking prophecy. This is glorious one. I will destroy down this temple. Even the one stone, brick or stone, I don't know English expression, bring or stone, Without any well, overlap, completely, this temple of Jerusalem will be destroyed down. Even though the Bible verses didn't describe detail, but when we see that verses carefully, I could feel, I could feel disciples were shocked. Disciples came to Jesus to show up the glory of this temple, but Jesus suddenly proclaimed that glorious temple in your perspective, that glorious temple will be destroyed down. And then because of, because of Jesus' this prophecy, disciples, they start to be shocked. And then they start to ask, which has been hidden in their mind, but finally, they couldn't endure, and they couldn't, uh, they, they start to expose, they start to reveal their real intention, and then they start to ask to, to the Lord, Lord, when the end comes, when you say about the destruction of the temple of Jerusalem, that means the end of history. So about by the perspective of Jewish community, when the temple of Jerusalem starts to be destroyed down, that means end of human history. Gentiles, even though the, most of Gentiles, they don't understand that perspective, but by the perspective of Jewish tradition, Jewish history, 
when the, the, the temple of Jerusalem starts to be destroyed out, that means end of entire human history. This is the reason why the disciples, they start to ask about this sensitive question. Even though they, was, they have been silent about that question, but they, start to th they, start to thought, they start, started to think, this is the best timing to ask about that issue. Lord, when the end comes, what kinds of things going to happen? Oh, we need to focus on it there. Disciples officially ask about end times. And then all chapter 24, not only chapter 24 actually, 20, even chapter 25, all these coming verses, those were official answer from Jesus about end time phenomenon. So even though the uh, book of Daniel mentioned about this, book of Ezekiel mentioned about this, even though the book of, uh, uh, book of Revelation, with very detail, it described about many things, but from the side of Son of God himself, very detailed, very specifically, very, very uh, clearly, he started to explain about what kinds of scenario, through the what kinds of scenario, we're going to reach to the end. And then, I don't have enough time to explain about the verses 3, 4, 5, 6. He, he explained about the earthquake and natural famine and nation, nation rise up together and that they will be against each other. And then you guys, my disciples, you will be hated by all nations. You're going to be arrested. You're going to be persecuted by, the, by all nations. And then Jesus said, but even through that kind of phenomenon, the end didn't come yet. And then at the end, uh, the lawlessness, a little bit more professionally saying, anomi. Moral anomi. Anomi means uh, moral hazard, like moral hazard. The standard of morality itself starts to be eliminated. And then, so lawlessness and this kind of social anomi, political anomi, systemically is start to be spread out and then, the love itself will become colder, cold down, cold down, cold down. But the end didn't come yet. But I don't have enough time to explain about that kind of phenomena. I have, I have a lot of topic to, to mention about that kind of issue. But anyway, blah, 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 blah. Through the, all this explanation, finally, Jesus reached to this verse 14. Now, could you show the continuously these verses? Uh, he reached to that verse. And then he started to say, as, well, not final conclusion, I love to say the final conclusion, but actually Jesus, Jesus was so talkative. <laughs> he, he didn't stop his explanation well, uh, that easily he continued to explain. But at least verse 14 was when we see the grammar or the context, we feel like it was a kind of inter, at least intermediate conclusion about end times. Not final conclusion yet, at least intermediate conclusion. He said, blah, 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 but, and he started to say the key point, key standard to discern about end times. He said, when this gospel of the kingdom, when this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to hold the world as a testimony, blah, 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 other, other expression should be omitted now for clarifying this. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all nations. And then Jesus said, and then the end will come. Already, already the sentence, sentence itself seems to be very simple, but 
I want to pick up some keywords for clarifying more than this simple sentence. When we see this sentence carefully, what, is the, what, what are keywords? Keywords are, first one is, of course, the gospel. But specifically say, this gospel of the kingdom. But I don't have enough time to explain about this long expression. <laughs> this gospel of the kingdom. But simply say, the gospel. The gospel. Second keyword, as you see, all nations. All nations. Third keyword, the end. Please, holy saint, don't forget. Don't forget this key point to discern and the times. The reason, reason why people start to lose their point to discern about end times because of lack of understanding of this key point. Don't forget these three keywords today. Gospel, all nations, the end. Simple. Even elementary school students, even the, even the kindergarten students, they completely understand about that issue. Gospel, all nations, the end. Gospel, all nations, the end. Gospel, all nations, the end. It was very, very extremely simple verses, but very interestingly, through the entire human history, most of churches, they completely ignored about that issue. They never understand their city. They never understand, understood their, 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 their nation. They never understood about entire human history by this perspective. They just try to operate by their own perspective. But today, let's restore, let's restore this very sharpened perspective, which was mentioned, which was proclaimed by our master, Lord Jesus Christ, directly. He directly proclaimed about end time, about the, he directly proclaimed official answer about the end time. Jesus said, gospel, all nation, the end. No other issue, no other pinpoint, no other perspective. Don't be distracted. Just focus. Gospel, all nation, the end. That is, a, that is the key point. That is a central axis how God has operated, God has administrated whole entire human history by the standard of what? How much this gospel has been spread out among nation, 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 and then after this whole process, the end, the, the entire human history will be finalized. It seems to be easy, but when we start to check the practical aspect, it's not easy sometimes because many churches just say about gospel, gospel, gospel. Okay, this is the main issue among churches. If some churches don't proclaim about gospel, this is the heretics. This is cult. But the ordinary church, normal church, supposed to proclaim the gospel, of course. But, but gospel what is the gospel? Gospel seems to be very easy. God created the world. People corrupted. And then God decided to send his son, Messiah, Savior. He was Jesus Christ. He died on the cross. He, he came here. He died on the cross. He was resurrected, resurrected from the dead. And then he ascended to the sky. And then anyone who believes Jesus Christ, they're going to be saved. He is the son of God. He is in Trinity. 
and that he will come again soon. That's it. Simple. <laughs> this is gospel, right? I could summarize this gospel within 30 seconds. 30 seconds explainable gospel. But see, God put this gospel as the central determinant. Central determinant to finalize human history. It's a very shocking fact. And another agenda, another question. Gospel can be explained within 30 seconds. But my one of the biggest questions in my entire life as Christian, why Bible is so thick like this? <laughs> 30, 30 seconds explainable. Ah, but even academically, theologically, very detailed when we explain about what was gospel. I think letter size paper, 30 pages will be enough, I think. 30 pages in detail, very, very academically, very, very theologically in detail, 30 pages will be enough. But Bible is not even 30 pages. Bible is thousand, thousand feet. <laughs> it's very difficult to read all of them. But the gospel itself is very simple and clear. So what I'm saying is, when we understand gospel, gospel is not only about just explainable doctrine. No. This is a theologian's approach. But God himself never approached in this way. God never revealed gospel in this way. Theologically, doctrine-wise, just this is gospel. No, 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 no. You are stupid. You completely misunderstood God's intention through the scripture. God never revealed his gospel in this way. People just love to approach gospel by the doctrine, by the doctrine, but God's style, God's, God's way of revealing his gospel was not doctrinal, but his style was historical. Through the history, historical reality, one by one, one by one, one by one, he started to put the pillar. He started to plant the pillar. He started to plant the pillar about very decisive issue. Even about one simple fact. Humans are sinners. It seems to be one sentence, but God wanted to plant that sentence inside of human history. Not just as philosophical doctrine. No. Gospel is historical. Through the history, we must start to open our eyes. Gospel by the perspective of history. When we start to wise our eyes or widen our eyes in this way, our understanding, our fundamental attitude toward gospel will be completely changed. Historically, how gospel has been planted. Not only about that, according to this verse 14, how gospel has been spread out through the nations. Yeah. Without understanding those kinds of patterns, the processes, actually, practically, we can say, we don't understand gospel yet. Just doctrinally, you understood. But historically, contemporarily, how gospel has been planted, how gospel has been spread out among nations, we need to understand. And when we understand that kinds of process, automatically, I'm not exaggerating, automatically, 
we're going to reach to really, really last final point, like end time issue, of course. When a person who focuses on historical gospel, genuine, real gospel among human history, automatically, they had to concentrate on end time scenario, of course. Because among end time, the gospel itself is a central axis to determine all end time, of course. Even about beginning, even about Jesus' first coming, even about Jesus' second coming will be determined by the pattern of this gospel in entire human history. Not just in theological school, not just in, inside of church building, no. Among history, among entire all nations, how gospel has been planted out. That's the key point. But I have very, very broken out about that issue because... I have visited so many churches in the world, not only America, so literally all the global churches, I have visited so many areas, but unfortunately, many leaders, many pastors, many Christian leaders, they are completely blinded about that issue. They just proclaim just doctrine. Because of that, automatically, completely, they are blinded also at the time too. Because of that, through the pandemic, they couldn't discern anything. They are confused. At least, I want to give you standard to discern about these end times today. Gospel. 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 How? Gospel didn't spread out randomly. No. God designated the order. The order. Not randomly. Just any places. Just suddenly India return back to Jesus. Just suddenly Korea return back to Jesus. Just suddenly Russia. Return. No, 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 no. It's not biblical. It's not, not God's, uh, God's perspective. God designated order. Historically. What is the order? First, number one. God chose Israel. Right? Right? Not India. <laughs> Not Korea, of course. <laughs> Korea is not even candidate because Korea is too far. <laughs> so what is the name of a region of Korea? Japan and uh, China. What is the name of the region? Far East. Not, not just East, Far East. Far means, what does it mean? Far, far from where? Far from beginning of God's history. What is the beginning of history? God's history? Middle East. From the Middle East, the Far East area, they are Koreans. Yeah. <laughs> when Koreans start to believe Jesus Christ, yes, this is very important, uh, the phenomenon, yes. Even Far East people start to return back to Jesus Christ. But God didn't care about these Far East people, Korea. God didn't care about uh, India at the beginning. At the beginning, in his heart, he has a heart about all nations since the day of, day of the, the Babel project. By God's intervention against the Babel project, nations, tongues, tribe, it started to spread out. It started to be, um, it started to be, it started to came out like, like that. So since the day of Babel project, nation, 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 nation came. But at the beginning, after Babel project, God started to call Abraham. And then through the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and his name became Israel. And then God started to form 
nation of Israel. And then they became first, not first person, first nation. Because Jesus said, Jesus said, the unit of historical determination will be the nation, 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 nation. Gospel shall be preached to every single people. No, no, no. Gospel will be preached to all nations. So God, God, God raised up, God chose, God formed specific one nation of Israel. Paul the Apostle said, Gentiles, I'm Gentile. You are Gentiles. Don't be arrogant. Even first chosen Israel was broken from main stem. You are attached branch. Even original branch was broken. What about this attached branch? Don't be arrogant. Paul the Apostle said like this. But anyway, God chose Israel. But what is the problem? Israel failed. I'm Gentile, we are Gentile. But we start to believe Jesus Christ. Why? According to Romans chapter 9, 10, 11, we can clearly understand. As Gentile, we return back. We were excluded from God's covenant, but we start to be included in God's covenant. How? Why? Because first chosen nation, Jewish failed. Because of their failure, we start to be saved. Not because of their success. Because of their failure, we start to be saved. So I always thanks to Jewish people. <laughs> Thank you, Jewish. Because of your failure, I start to be saved. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sometimes I feel, ah, oh, thank you, Jewish. Because of you go to hell, I will go to heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's a true honor. A true The sentence itself is true, but how can we say it like that? <laughs> because, because we cannot say it like that because the Bible never ends in this way. Bible, at least Romans chapter 9, 10, 11, never ends in this way. And then... Chosen, chosen nation, Israel, they failed because of their failure. Gentiles, like Syrians, like European, like American, like Indian, like Korean, like Chinese, Chinese, one by one, one by one, Gentile nation, not just a nation, exactly say, one Gentile nation, one Gentile nation, one Gentile nation, one by one, one by one. That is the historical process through the last 2,000 years. One Gentile, one Gentile, one Gentile, return back, return back, return back, return back. And then book of Romans continued, continuously explain about that. Once this Gentile nation, nation, nation returned back, didn't, the end didn't come yet. Nation, when Gentile nations return back, and then what's going to happen? When, if, this expression is very important. The fullness of Gentile. Fullness of Gentile doesn't mean 100% of human population. No, it doesn't mean like that. Fullness of Gentile means, in God's perspective, enough number from every nation. Not 100%, but some people, enough number. Enough number, full number by God's perspective. Full number, enough number from one nation, from one nation, from one nation, but without any exception from every nation. From all nations, from India, from Korea, from China, from Russia, even from Turkey, even from Saudi Arabia, even from Iraq, even from Palestine, even from Turkey, Egypt, and Morocco, all kinds of nation, 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 one by one, one by one, return back. And then Paul the Apostle said, at the end of this process, what's going to happen? 
first nation, Jewish, they're going to return back again. This is undebatable, absolute standard of entire human history. When we lose this focus, I think you completely lost historical sense. Don't forget, all nation, yes, but more specifically saying, Jewish first, and then Gentile, 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 every Gentile, and then Jewish again. This is historical process. This is important. Nowadays, what is happening in the Middle East? 70 years ago, Jewish established country. Even though through the last 2,000 years, they have been absent. They didn't exist. Even they didn't exist in the Middle East. They have been scattered as a diaspora. I'm not missionary from Israel. I'm not saying about Israel. I came from Arab. I came from Arab who have been enemy against Israel. But as Arab missionary, I say, existence of Israel is very shocking. Even though we, we, have, we, we were born, most of our generation, we were born after, after Israel's establishment. So, so-called, we can say, we can identify ourselves, we are post-Israel generation. Maybe post-Israel generation. But the pre-Israel establishment, 1948, Israel didn't exist. They have been scattered, but very miraculously, at least politically, I'm not saying about spiritual salvation yet, at least politically, they just returned back physically there. Even though they had a lot of problems there, but after Israel's returning back, what is happening nowadays? Shockingly, among many Islamic areas, just like our pastor shared, this is one of the most difficult areas in the world, but in this area seems to be impossible to return back to Jesus Christ. One by one, one by one, one by one, just like a prophecy said, they start to return back nowadays. Even from the Middle East, we need to open our eyes. Let me give you an example about Iran. You know the Iran? Iran, is their name is Islamic Republic of Iran. But don't be shocked. From 20 years ago, Iranian people start to surrender in front of Jesus. <laughs> started, started, just started. How many people? Don't be shocked. 20 years ago, 1 billion Iranian Muslim returned back to Jesus Christ. 20 years ago, 20 years ago, 1 million. And then every year, almost 20% new believers start to be added. Start to be added, 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 added now. And then three and four years ago, um, three and four years of statistics nowadays, 7 billion Iranian people start to return back to Jesus Christ. Their total population is 80 million. Among 80 million, 7 million return back. Almost 10% of people, they start to return back to Jesus Christ. And the legally saying in Iran, people must not believe Jesus. But in that situation, by putting their life, they start to believe Jesus Christ. So most of 7 million new Christians, they are not nominal Christian at all. Give me any example. Any country, almost 10% of people, they are without any nominal Christian. Christian in one country, give me any example. Iran, number one top revival country nowadays. In the middle of Islamic area. Even my country, Arab area, many Arab-speaking brother, sister, 
Don't be shocked. They start to become visionary. Not just believe in Jesus Christ. Arab speaking brothers and sisters, they start to rise up. They start to recognize finalizing stage of end time now. And then even our team in, the, in, in Arab, we start to send Arab speaking missionary to other Arab nations. Just like Egypt, Assyria, Syria, and, and Iraq, and Lebanon, and Jordan, all Arab region, they now exchanging Arab-speaking missionary, not like non-Arab-speaking foreigner, foreigner missionary. No, not like that. And then Bible said, after enough this process, first nation, finally, they will return back to Jesus. Because of that, gospel started from the Middle East, the Israel, but spread out the whole around the world, the Gentile, Gentile, like Far East, like a little bit not Far East India. And we return back, return back, return back. But the history is now converged and returning back to this original place again. That is God's history from Jewish, from Jerusalem, through the whole entire Gentile, Gentile, Gentiles return back. And then Jerusalem and Jewish again. And then our glorious Jesus will come again. So when we see the all, when we discern all kinds of our era and times, everything, without clearly understanding the process of this process, I think we will lose the whole point. Even though we live in here, local area. But I'm not saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not sharing this agenda you just live in this local area. No, I'm now inviting all of you, whole Metro Church, all the saints, let us participate in this finalizing process together. Why we must be excluded about that, kind, that glorious finalizing process now. Egyptians, Assyrian, and, 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 and Saudi Arabia, and the Middle East, the last Arab nation is now returning back. And finally, our first God's son nation, Israel, is now going to return back. Don't just sit down the seat. Don't just sit down our local area. Let us participate in. Let us enter into the final wave of God's revival. As a person who lived there, I can testify like that. I don't have enough time today, but we read 15, verse 15. But Jesus' answer didn't finish yet. Jesus said, Gospel, all nation, the end. And then he said, so. It's very shocking connecting word. So, so means Jesus' real conclusion is coming. <gasps> Gospel, all nation, end. It was not the end? Not yet, not yet. So, when you see abomination of desolation, verse 15, abomination of desolation, which was mentioned by prophet Daniel. What does it mean, abomination of desolation? I don't have enough time. So when we check the book of Daniel, we will understand. Abomination of desolation was idol of antichrist. Right before Jesus' second coming. Yes. Not by any other theologian, not by any other pastor, not by any other writer of Bible. Jesus himself directly mentioned about, Jesus himself directly interpreted about what Daniel said. The key point of what Daniel said, Jesus speak up, abomination of desolation. 
you read a lot of contents of the book of Daniel. But my point is abomination of desolation. Antichrist is a nickname, but in the Bible, how he was expre expressed? Son of lawlessness. Uh, son of lawlessness. Man of destruction. Man of lawlessness. Man of son of destruction. In the second Thessalonians chapter 2. In the book of Revelation, the beast. But many, many, many expressions. But anyway, the some existence, some being, or some political entity, or, 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 or specific person, son of lawlessness, man of destruction, he will come, and then he will be against, completely against, through the entire nation. On that situation, our Lord will come again. This is how book of Revelation expressed. So, I'm now presenting today, today morning, two pillars. Two pillars to understand end time scenario. Two pillars to understand everything what is happening. What is the first one? Verse number 14. About gospel, all nation, the end. What does it mean? Completion of mission. Number one top agenda. Completion of mission. Completion of mission. But this is not random completion. From Jewish, old Gentile, especially Middle East and last nation, and then Jewish again. In order. Second agenda, coming of Antichrist. Coming of Antichrist is not just a spiritual issue. When we check about book of Revelation and the book of Daniel, we feel this is very political issue. Politically, globally. As global system, people start to be registered against the name of Jesus Christ. Our persecution has been anticipated. Even though we don't want, but it, will, it has been anticipated. Coming of Antichrist system. This is the biggest two pillar. But unfortunately, nowadays, people who focus on completion of mission, they don't care about coming of Antichrist. People who focus on end time, end time, end time, end time scenario, end time scenario, they never care about completion of mission. More seriously, unfortunately, most of churches completely, they ignore both of them. Because of them, we became blinded. Please, open the eyes of this church, please. See the completion of mission and the coming of Antichrist. And the through, not only understanding, through the penetrating, penetrating, through the participating together, by this way, we will prepare our glorious Lord's second coming. As a final generation, as the generation who between Jesus' first coming and second coming, we believe, we accept cross of Jesus Christ. We we repent, we accept His grace. But at the same time, we must prepare His second coming together. Not only inside of church building. We must open our the doors of churches. We must open the doors of America. We must enter into the final last nations. We must penetrate last spiritual warfare. And then we must prepare our glorious Jesus' second coming. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. 
If there is anything we can do to continue equipping you in your pursuit to be like Jesus, then please do not hesitate to reach out to us on our website at metrochurch.us. Also, if you found today's message to be inspiring and informative, then please share it with your family and friends and leave a review on this podcast platform or on our website. Again, thank you for joining us. We are so grateful for you. Have a great week and God bless you and your family.